I was bullied by one of the teams I was in. I was doing all the things you shouldn't do as a high schooler. You're definitely getting a lot of kids caught right now. So I was, you know, partaking in a little marijuana. And That's crazy. Yeah, because as we all know, college is expensive in the United States of America. Oh my gosh. The coach was awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. All right, and we're live. Uh, we're here with Emily Webb, and this is a very, very special guest. It's our first guest on the podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be the first guest. And for those who don't know, this is a very special guest because it happens to be my fiance. So uh, you may be wondering, I should know everything about your life, and I should, but I probably don't. Uh, so here we are. Um, like I said, really great to have you. Thanks, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's back up here. Uh, we've been dating slash together for a while now, uh, but you were a swimmer in college. You swam your whole life. So let's back up here. How, how did you get into the sport? Did you play any other sports before you started swimming? Yeah, I mean, I first started swimming when I was, I attempted when I was four years old. It was a summer league. My older sisters did it. I had already absolutely loved swimming all summer long. Um, obviously didn't make the cut when I was four. I could hardly swim down and back a 50 yard pool. But I came back when I was five years old, and that's when I started summer league. But I didn't start swimming in the winter until I was in fifth or sixth grade. So that's older for the sport, but... So the only sport you've ever played is swimming? No, I actually, um, all year round, was a soccer player. My family was big into soccer. All my older sisters played soccer. That was a huge sport in my family um i didn't have the best time in the sport i just was didn't fit in with the mix i was bullied by one of the teams i was in i ended up quitting soccer and trying out a few other sports so i tried out cheerleading and then i think that was it i did cheerleading and then i started swimming fifth grade yeah and if you don't mind me asking what drew your attention to swimming? Why, why was that the sport that eventually even took you to compete at the collegiate level? Why did you stick with swimming? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I just was good at the sport. On my summer league team, I was one of the, I don't mean to sound conceited, but one of the best swimmers for my age group at the time. Um, I even swam a couple of races where they had me swim up a few years out of my age group so i think at one point i was only maybe eight years old and i was swimming with the 15 18 age group so my swim coach my summer league swim coach was the one that was actually pushed my mom to put me in it she even pulled my mom aside one day and told her, she goes, I don't care what you do or what you have to tell her, but you have to start her in winter swim. So yeah. that's how I got into the sport. And like you said, this was all about seventh, eighth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. So ninth grade, you're, you're a freshman in high school. That's kind of where sports really start to take off, where you're kind of planting your seed. Talk me through that. Were you still cheerleading at the time? Were you fully committed to swimming? 
No, I fully committed to swimming. Like, say I um, started winter swim in fifth grade, but I was still only doing a few days a week. I fully committed when I was in about seventh grade, I think. And then... That's crazy. <laughs> How seventh so? grade? Yeah. 15? No. Like 12, 13. Yeah, like 12, 13, which is actually old for swimming. So I, I got into it very late. Normally, kids are starting all year round when they're eight, nine years old. That's normally the age you put them in. So I was definitely pretty far behind when I started. That's crazy. Like as a runner, I didn't fully start devoting my time to running till junior in high school. So yeah. like 16, 17. And here you were eight years before that, like fully devoting your time as a swimmer. And I think that's the cool thing with running and swimming. They're both very similar sports, yet you see swimmers starting a lot earlier than runners. Uh, so it, it's really interesting to me and it's cool. So it's, it's, it's awesome to hear that connection, how you started early, fully devoting your time. And now here we are, freshman year of high school, you're all in. Talk yeah. me through that. How did that go? Yeah, um, I actually started um, at a different high school than what high school I finished at. I went to, the high school I went to, we didn't, they had a swim team, but it wasn't a true team. They didn't practice. They only went to sectionals. So all the girls, um, men and women competed at different times. So the women only competed early fall to winter um but they didn't have a team they would all sit in a classroom we'd meet like the week before sectionals we'd pick out events and they'd be like great the bus leaves on this day for sectionals there was no practices there was no nothing like all these girls were just girls that were on the same summer team and it was just a sport to be able to get a varsity letter in high school and put it on their college resume. Yeah. So it sounds like a pretty small school. And if you don't mind me asking, I, I don't even... Illinois, correct? Yeah. State of Illinois. You're starting high school. Uh, pretty small school, it sounds like. Um, Somewhat. I'd say maybe 300 so in the class. Pretty small compared to quite a few other high schools in the nation. Yeah. But I actually wanted to, I felt like I was missing out because a majority of my friends were on that summer, were on the winter, um, sorry, we called it winter swimming, but it was the club. And the club team was stationed in Edwardsville, which is a city near Granite City, where I came from. Um, all my friends went to Edwardsville. They were all starting their freshman year at Edwardsville, starting on the high school swimming team at Edwardsville, where they practiced Monday through Saturday. You know, it was much more, it was an actual team. It was an actual sport. Yeah. So I definitely felt like I was missing out. And yeah. I felt like I was getting even farther behind by not being on an actual high school team. And when you mean actual high school team, I'm assuming... A larger school, they're competing well, they want to be at practice, etc. Well, I mean, they actually have practice. So like I said, um, the high school I came from, we they didn't do practices or anything. You met one day in a classroom, you picked your events, and then you met at sectionals. Yeah. So this, It almost seems like it was more of a club. 
if that in running terms it would be like hey we don't have a team but you can kind of go like run on your own run as a club mm. and then you can come to these races and compete see that's a little different than outside of running a lot of other sports whenever they say club like you have club soccer you have club baseball you have club football these are actual like outside of school they have serious practice and they're serious competitors yeah so definitely a different terminology there yeah in fact i'm thinking about it now it, it seems especially outside of running baseball basketball swimming a lot of these athletes that want to make it to that next level are in club like yes they can make it by competing in high school but you need to join a club yeah and it's it's that's so much different than running running is like hey you ran this time bam it, there is no kind of hey who's on the bench who's not time doesn't lie and you can kind of speak with that as swimming as well Definitely. uh you swim you swim a time you swam that time there is no like getting around the corner you you have to swim it so yeah absolutely i mean i think with swimming we in a way relate more to those other sports compared to running because with those other sports those kids are starting when they're five seven eight years old in those club sports like runners you see like little tykes um football teams t-ball all of those kids probably go on to play in high school so i think that's where swimming kind of relates where you have to almost start at that younger age to actually be in the upper level yeah that's cool that's really interesting to learn now freshman year you stayed at your high school correct no i actually transferred so i felt like i was missing out um you know, all of my friends were in Edwardsville, that city over. They were on that girls high school team. Um, and then I still did club, so I would show up to the practice after them. They were already done and leaving. So it was like I wasn't even getting to see them anymore. And I had made the decision to transfer high schools. So that was a, definitely a huge change for me. Um, I ended up living with my aunt for that time being so that I could use her address and go to that Edwardsville school that was the city over. You're definitely getting a lot of kids caught right now. <laughs> it, there's nothing against um, l moving in. Athletic directors pay close attention here. <laughs> well, there's no law against moving in to be able to use that address. You just have to actually live with them. Now, if you were not actually living at said aunt's house that's where you can get in a lot of trouble yeah so walk me through this process here you transferred you joined a new team you knew like you said your friends were on the team but i'm assuming you didn't know everyone so kind of walk me through that process how, how was that how did that go yeah i mean well they had like varsity and jv everyone on the varsity team was who i swam club with the JV were the people that was like, yeah, swimming, that'll be a fun, easy way to get a sport on my resume. And then they were kind of in the lanes over just doing their own thing. Yeah. So I knew practically everyone on the team. Um, now, when it came to the school, I was now going to a school that had 600 people per class. So way bigger school, um, a lot more intense. There was a lot of... 
I guess you could say like trash talk I would get um, just because the city I was from was considered just not a good city to be from. So yeah, yeah. that was definitely an intimidating aspect to come in and already have that kind of bias against me. Yeah. And let's start there then. You're freshman going into sophomore. Mm-hmm. How do you fit into the team? Uh, how is training? I Obviously, you did take it to the collegiate level, so things obviously went well. But there were, were there any struggles? And we can honestly even kind of speak like your entire high school career. Did you ever have any struggles with swimming? Yeah, so I made that big change. I moved schools. I At that point in time, I was going from freshman to sophomore year. My parents had also got divorced. So huge changes happening in my life, going from a different school to also a different house and that was big for me I definitely I think my grades struggled a little but I became more focused in swim the practices were I'd say maybe a little bit harder yeah but overall the team atmosphere was better yeah. everybody wanted to be there everybody was working hard we wanted to win we wanted to win every single meet we went to which yep. we did mm-hmm. um so you're a state champion no that's not how swimming works okay (laughs) we won sectionals um but to go to state and win state we were competing with schools like chicago who were just incredible schools they were so much better i actually was a um oh what's the word whenever you're like the runner-up You'll go in if somebody else is sick. Kind of like the first alternate? Yeah, I was an alternate. I was an alternate. My sophomore year, whenever I went, I was an alternate for state. And to win state, though, you'd have to have like almost the entire team go play super high. But in swimming, in order to have to be able to go, you either A, have to make the cut, which were really fast cuts, or you had to win your event at sectionals which was fairly easy. We had lots of people go and win their event at sectionals, but not nearly enough for us to actually place at state. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little different mm-hmm. than, than running, but it is cool. It's cool to learn. Yeah. So you're realizing you're fast enough, or if you weren't, you're, re- you're realizing that, hey, I, this is something I want to do in college. Uh, let's start there. Well, Where did those gears start turning? Not until after my, I'd say honestly, not till my senior year. My junior year, I kind of got in with a rougher crowd at high school. I was doing all the things you shouldn't do as a high schooler. I was hanging out with shady crowds. I was, you know, partaking in a little marijuana. And I wanted to quit swimming. I was done. I rebelled. I was, didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to go hang out with my friends after school. I didn't want to go and have to spend two two and a half hours at the pool so if you don't mind me asking why like you're you were decent at swimming why did this slip it just wasn't what was popular with the people i was hanging out with i felt like i was missing out i mean they weren't doing sports they had or if they were they quit and so i wanted to go you know party with them i didn't want to miss out on what they were doing like, I wanted to go hang out with the rest of the crowd. I felt like I was missing out. Yeah. But things definitely turned around my senior year where I kind of got 
I honestly don't know what the switch was. I just all of a sudden, I think I realized that college was around the corner because even my grades like just continued to get better and better. I started applying. I started really working hard and swim, trying to get fast enough times in order to at least make it on a high college team. Yeah. So. Yeah, because as we all know, college is expensive in the United States of America. So the faster you can swim, the more money you can get, the more happy you are. Right. So let's talk there. You're applying to schools. Where are you applying? In-state, out-of-state? Where did you want to go? I applied to in-state and out-of-state. Well, no, I... Oh, I did. I applied to, I think, only one school in Illinois. The rest of the schools were either in Missouri or Indiana. Um, I didn't really want to go march much farther than that, but I applied to Indiana State, to Indianapolis, to Missouri State, um, St. Louis University, which I kind of knew I didn't want to go there. Um, Illinois State was the one Illinois school I applied to, but yeah. Yeah, and, and how was that? How was applying to all these schools? Exciting, nerve-wracking? What was that like? I think it was a little nerve-wracking um, just because I had that one slip-off when I was a sophomore. I didn't have the best of grades, so I definitely had a lot of work I had to do my senior year in order to get my grades up. Um, so I was definitely nerve-wracking and worried about even getting into college, let yeah. alone a college that had a swim team. Yeah. Did you know what you wanted to study at the time or were you just focused on swimming? I knew what I wanted to study. I've kind of always wanted to be a nurse. So I was pretty set on nursing school. So I, that was part of what I was looking at was a program that had decent nursing schools. And to give a hint to our listeners, she is a nurse. So she <laughs> made it. So, okay, cool. So you knew what you wanted to study. And that helps a lot because a lot of athletes they don't know. For example, me, I had no idea what I wanted to study. And the only reason I went to college is because I was given the opportunity to run. So that's really cool to, to know that you knew you wanted to get into nursing school. And so that was, that was important for you to kind of look for a school that provided great nursing school, but also great swimming. So what, what were your final options? What, what were the schools that were interested in you and you were interested in them? Honestly, I think the two Indiana schools, um, Indianapolis University and then Indiana State. U of Indy? Yeah. I actually, in one day, visited Indiana State and UND. Yeah. And we drove up to UND. We did a unofficial visit in a way. Um, I had spoke very little to the coach originally, which was, I don't know, maybe already like a bad hint on my end that like maybe they didn't actually want me. Got there, did the tour, and then tried to speak with the coach. I mean, me and my mom, we were with there. We sat down in his office. He had some torn up love seat in his office um had us sit down and just talk to us about how he just yelled at one of his swimmers during practice um it was just a super bad experience he hounded on winning never once touched on academics he was just and like went on for a while about how he yelled at one of his swimmers during practice so I already knew that this was totally out of the question. I was not going to go here. I think that's one thing that 
both athletes and coaches, but I'm going to speak on the coaches side right now. They forget that there's so much more than their sport. I hope every athlete makes it a professional, but realistically, not everyone is. And so it's important to be a student athlete that gets preached and through the entire NCAA. So it's really important for coaches to tone in, okay, hey, my goal is to make you the best athlete, but also my goal is to make you the best student. Because in four years, I want you to go on and be successful. And so to hear that speak on the UND side, it, it's disappointing. It, it, it stinks. And uh, I, I hope that things are changing there because uh, I, I do care for those swimmers. You're, you're putting all this time uh, and so you want to be the best, uh, you want to be the best in school. You want to be the best athlete. So it's really interesting to learn, which is honestly what drew me to Indiana state was when I got there talking to the coach, um, he talked about swimming a lot, but he also went into like deep into how Indiana state is big into academics, how they have tutoring set up, how they do a mentor program, how you have required city hall hours you have to get. And that was another thing that kind of made me want, it gravitated me to the school because I was like, okay, great. Like night and day difference. One, this coach was super nice. I actually was in an office, not on a torn up couch. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) And he talked about academics and he talked about how you were a student athlete, student coming first, which was definitely a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the reasons why I ended up going with Indiana State. Speaking of academics, Indiana State have a nursing program. If so, how was it? Yeah, I mean, they have a really great nursing program. I enjoyed it a lot. As anyone in nursing or nursing school knows, it's a really difficult major and it requires a lot of time. Um, But it was a great program. In order to get in, you can't apply until your second semester of your freshman year. I'm trying to think. Actually, that's wrong. You apply your first semester of your sophomore year and you don't start it until your second semester of your sophomore year. But you have to go through a huge application process. Um, You have to get a bunch of papers filled out all kinds of um things signed you got to make sure you have the right prereqs for it and then you have to take an entrance exam as well and they only accept 50 people a semester so it was a huge um it was a lot of pressure to be able to get into it yeah for all you nursing student athletes shout out to you we love you and we're proud of you so keep it up you got it living proof so that's awesome. So that that's really good to hear. Uh, now walk me through, you were joining a collegiate team. You're in as a freshman. You're starting to take classes. You moved away from home. You're living in a dorm. How was that transition? That transition, I felt like what made it even harder was I had signed my um letter of intent i was ready to go i was you know getting ready packing up stuff and i get a call one day from the coach and i was walking into dinner with my family and i get a call from the coach and he tells me 
that he's actually resigning and going to a different school. Wow. I was heartbroken. I started crying. I, you know, what are you going to do? It was nearly like mid, um, middle of summer. So I only had like a month or two before school started. And he kind of, he was like, oh, they'll get a new coach. It'll be fine. You'll have a coach. So waiting, waiting, waiting. Now at this point, it's two weeks before you move in. No coach. Then a week before... A week before we move in, I get a call that we have a coach. Everyone's super excited. It's day of move-in. Um, I had a great roommate. We had met on our official visit, so I had already knew her. We had planned our, you know, dorm as the girls do. We had our colors figured out and everything, and so we were super excited doing all my admission stuff with my family, moving in. Some people were able to go and meet the coach um, and everybody loved him. They said he was great. And first day of school comes, the first day of school, we have our meeting. Um, it's like, it's maybe the Title IX meeting, I think. And we go in to have our meeting and the, the athletic director's there to start the meeting go through the whole meeting, it ends. The athletic director pulls a chair and sits down in front of all of us. And he's like, I've got some bad news. Your coach has resigned. So- Again. Again, second coach. So we lost our coach. We didn't have one. I had to leave the meeting to go to class. So we're all crying. Um, Cause you know, in our minds, our season's over. Everything we came to the school for, it's gone. Not everything, but at that point in time, for us, everything was over. Yeah. Um, I went to class crying, <laughs> my first class of college. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how my season started. It was a roller coaster. We actually, thankfully, it was on top of that, a brand new team. Yeah. So this was only their third year as a team. Um, and to lose a coach that early, oh. So thankfully, the juniors at the time, which were the only upperclassmen, they stepped up. They ran practices. They wrote the practices. We all went. And it was like that for, I think, a little over a month before we got news that we were going to have a coach. Yeah. So did you have any transfers? Did you think about transferring? Uh, you know, some people thought about it, but at that point in time, our biggest concern was another freshman. She was from South Africa and without a coach, she was going to be deported. Yeah. So she ended up getting a letter that she had 72 hours to leave the United States and go back to South Africa. So a lot of our focus was on her trying to help her pack up her stuff and like everything like that. Um, she was immediately sending out emails trying to get into any other school she could for swimming. She flew out west. She had family or something like that out west, and she was trying to get into schools down there. Um, but then we were able to have a midterm coach, which I don't know the logistics of that or what it means, honestly. I just know that we were going to have a coach. It was a club coach that was stepping in to be our temporary coach. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't speak too much on the 
the legal side of coaches and CAA on that side. Mm -hmm. So I truly do not know. Uh, But obviously it was a very sticky situation for the foreign students um, not having a head coach. And overall, it was just a bad situation for the university, for the athletes, for the freshmen just coming in. I'm sure you had athletes from all all over uh, the United States. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. We've had... um just my class it was uh, south africa greece um oh i think there was another more but i can't off the top of my head yeah those were the two so you had athletes from everywhere yeah not only for swimming but also there for school yeah so that's that's terrifying when did you find another coach uh, it was like a month into it, I think. A month or a month and a half, we finally got a coach. Um, he flew right in. I think the day he got there, he picked up on coaching. And it was great. He was an awesome coach. The midterm coach we had at the time then became our assistant coach, who we loved her. She was amazing. Um, immediately loved the new head coach. He was great. He was fun. It was a great experience um especially after all of that turmoil that we had leading up to it yeah well it sounds like he was all in to fly accept it immediately get coaching he was all in and that's what you want to see so that's great to hear how did things go with that now you're in practice you're now swimming for a college team under a coach things are getting structured now you're balancing classes walk me through this Yeah, so I actually struggled pretty hard my freshman year. Um, I came into it a little bit more of a mid-distance swimmer, kind of all over the place. I didn't have a specialty, and I was put into the distance. And the distance group, they ran some hard practices. Shout out to all distance people out there. That's It's tough. Um, We love you. (laughs) It was some crazy practices super intense and you know me coming from the club i did we probably didn't have the most intense or structured practices i think at that point in time our the club team i came from was lacking a little bit so to go straight into those super hard intense practices was total whirlwind for me um i cried in my goggles so many practices like they were just so hard I managed school fine I enjoyed the study hall um I was had classes 24 7 looking back I don't know how I did that and how I kept up with it because I would get up in the morning at five in the morning it was like 4 50 we'd get up at 4 50 we'd start practice at 5 15 And I'd immediately go into three or four classes in one day. And then on top of that, I had to get eight hours of study hall per week. So it was a busy schedule. But I think it helped keep me from getting homesick or anything like that because I was just busy nonstop. You're on the go 24-7. And swimming being a low-impact sport, you can swim two, three times a day. It's very, very common for a swim team to practice at least two times a day. Where with running, you can only run so much before your body starts giving out on you. And so it's, like I said, it's a very similar sport, but different. And that's why I admire it so much. Yeah, we had um, 
two practices a day except on Wednesdays and Wednesdays was like our recovery day but other than that every single practice was a really tough workout yeah and then we'd have Wednesday to recover which at sometimes that was still four or five thousand yards we were doing at that practice so yeah now obviously you survived school and you survived college because uh, you are a nurse how was getting into the nursing program and taking legit classes? Now you're doing your clinical hours. Uh, you're probably had, you're drowning at this point. Yeah. Not in swimming, but obviously <laughs> in school. But Honestly, once I got into the nursing program my sophomore year, I think I had a better handle on the college swimming aspect, and I was improving majorly. I was cutting crazy times. Um it was a great year for me. And then I had my entrance exam my first semester of sophomore year. And, you know, I didn't score the absolute best. And you had the opportunity to take the test again. But if you take the test again, no matter what your score is that second time, that's what score they go off of. So if you take the test again and you do even worse, that's it. Like, that would be your score. So I decided to take the test again. Um, definitely studied a little bit more than I did the first time. I think I hardly studied at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I did way better. Thankfully, got into nursing school. We found out when we were actually on our winter training trip. We were down in Florida, and I got the email that I was accepted so and that was exciting it was you so just got accepted you're in florida with your friends training mm -hmm. wow yeah it was so exciting it was exhilarating uh i actually take that back i think i got a little ahead of myself i we weren't in florida we didn't go to florida till my junior year so i think i must have been at home on winter break yeah and that's when I found out. Still with the family. But so yeah, yeah. Still exciting. Was, just you're not in Florida with your friends anymore. <laughs> it was still wonderful. It was super exciting. Um, again, I felt like weight was lifted off my shoulders that I got in. Now it just came the actual hard part, passing all the classes. Yeah. Question for you. You were a nursing student when the COVID-19 pandemic hit the entire world. Did this change your perspective on being a nurse or what happened? You know, I, my mom was a nurse, so I felt like I had already seen how hard the profession was and could get. Um, and with the pandemic hitting, I just got a bigger taste that this was a super mentally, physically taxing job. But I think with swimming with athletics and that i was prepared for something that was mentally and physically taxing and i think that helped prepare me to be in the profession i am today yeah now school wise um it sucked i think the pandemic sucked for everyone but being in school we kind of had to switch over we had to take our finals online um so you were not a fan of online classes not really not when I mean, I took my fair share of online classes in college, even when we were in person. Um, they were great. They were easy. Yeah. <laughs> but when you actually need hands-on work and need to ask a lot of questions, and it's just a lot more difficult because you can't 
you can't cheat your way through nursing school because if you do, you're going to kill someone. Yeah. So that was really hard to have to know all that material, but kind of feel like you were left on your own because you can't just raise your hand in class. Yeah. And even if you texted a classmate half the time, they were like, yeah, I don't know what's going on either. Yeah. As a nursing student, I'm sure you weren't using Chegg, Quizlet. <laughs> no, I didn't. Shout out my Chegg and Quizlet users, though. <laughs> Saved my life. Now, any other class, I was definitely using Quizlet. But, <laughs> nope. Like, I had, I took a business class, and, oh. Yeah. Quizlet got me through that one. But... <laughs> So you were all in. It didn't change your idea or perspective on on nursing. You were still all in. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's great to hear. You're graduating. You're nearing graduation. Let's start there. You're nearing graduation of college. Now you're looking to apply. Was it something you was some was swimming something you wanted to take to a next level, or was this uh, you wanted to look for a career? I threw that idea back and forth a lot, not necessarily going and swimming once I've graduated, but because of COVID, we had a fifth year and I even had, I think, two meetings with my coach about possibly taking a fifth year. My junior and senior year, I loved swimming was amazing. I was in leadership positions. I really felt a part of the team. I was doing great in the water um in school too i really felt like i had a hold on my life and my senior year was probably the best year i ever had yeah academic and athletic wise you were a great swimmer (laughs) great freestyler uh you competed very well in the 200 the 100 the 400 relay uh you were awesome uh one of the best in missouri valley conference so it, don't don't yeah take that you're, you're a great yeah um thank you but yeah I and I knew I had more that I could do and I could accomplish if I did another fifth year but looking back just knowing how hard practices were and how physically taxing they were I don't feel like I would have ended the sport loving it and I didn't want to risk that to take a fifth year. I didn't yeah. want to go from absolutely loving the sport to hating it because I just pushed myself past my limits. Yeah. And I felt like that was a good place to end my career. Yeah. That's great. That's It's so hard, even at a high school or a collegiate level, uh, whether you're taking it to that collegiate level or, or not, no matter what, when you're ending your sport – after you've poured your heart into it and it's something that you love it's hard it's very hard so i'm it, i'm it's it's glad to hear that you ended it on good terms yeah i had seen so many before me like so many graduating classes just absolutely hate their senior year and literally count down the days till it was over and i didn't want to be that i didn't want to be that for the younger classes and i didn't want to be that for myself like I had loved that sport almost my whole life, and I didn't want to end it on bad terms. I wanted to end it while I still loved it. Yeah, that's great to hear. Mm-hmm. So now you're applying for jobs. Uh, you got to take your nursing exam to pass in order to get a job. Walk me through that. How how was applying for the test, applying for jobs? Take it away. Yeah, well, that was 
probably one of the most intense things I've ever done. The test was incredibly scary. Um, Studying for it, I had expected to take the test way sooner than what I did. We honestly were told we were going to get our approval to test, which you have to get from the state. And the school has to send out your, um, I forget the abbreviation, but it's your completion of course. And they have to send that out to the state. And then the state has to send you your approval to test. And this is after a whole bunch of prep we had done through the school year, getting our fingerprints done, applying, everything like that. There was so much we had to do. And thank goodness the school walked us through every step. Um, But now was the time we just had to wait to get our approval to test. We were told we'd get it two weeks after graduation. It turned into us not getting it almost a month after graduation. So that was a huge... um, wouldn't say setback but we just I was studying so hard leading up to graduation and once I graduated didn't get the approval to test didn't get the approval to test weeks went by I think my studying just fell off the board yeah and I know you were there to witness it all I took a trip um we had planned a trip together but I had already, I, as soon as I got the email for my approval to test, I scheduled my test as soon as I could. And it would be, what was it, two days after we got back from our trip is when we took the te- when I took the test. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably very risky on my part, but. It was one of those, you studied your tail off and then we took this small trip. You didn't study a lot, but if I remember right, Everyone was kind of telling you like, hey, a day, two days out of when you're taking the test, like give your brain a, a little time to relax. Don't don't study as much. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, hey, make sure you study. That way you can take those day, two days off. <laughs> yeah, I think I did it a little bit backwards than most people just because I'm a huge procrastinator. I probably took like the week leading up to it off Um, because we went on that trip. It was like, what, a four or five day trip. I didn't study the entire time we were gone. What trip was this when we went to the island? Yeah. Oh, Putin Bay, Ohio Island. For those (laughs) who haven't been, I recommend. And while while you're at it, go check out uh, Cedar Point. If you love roller coasters, it's it's awesome. So shout out Ohio. We we love you, even though a lot a lot don't. Yeah, it was that trip. And I didn't study at all leading up to that. Um, I got back. I studied the two days leading up the test, which is what people say don't do. But I studied my butt up, butt off those two days. And then the day before the test, I cried um, because I was so nervous. <laughs> and the day of the test, I drove an hour away because that was a like the soonest I could take it was at a place an hour away. Drove an hour away. Um, the whole way there, I was literally talking to myself, don't freak out, you're so smart, don't You freak got out. this, you got this. <laughs> and thank goodness I passed and it was, I mean, I, I was super excited. I had a feeling I had passed because normally if your test cuts off at a certain number, people say you're most likely past it. And I hit that minimum question number and it shut off and I I felt confident. I think I was one of the 
more lucky group of people. I had questions I was prepared for just because everybody's test can be so different. It's set up to give you questions based on how you're answering. So the more questions you get right, the harder the question gets. So I don't know. I think maybe a little bit of luck, a little bit of my nerves were handled and a little bit of studying. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you learned a lot of those skills too through athletics and you could apply that to school, to getting ready for this test, which is, is awesome. Uh, I, I can speak on that part as well. I was a better student in college than I was in high school. Uh, whether that was time management, I knew, hey, this is when I have practice. This is when I need to study. And so it was important to me to be the best possible athlete I can be, but also be the best student I can be. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I definitely think athletics gave me the ability to calm my nerves because, I mean, if you're before a big race, you're not going to be freaking out because if you are, you're going to do awful racing. So, yeah, I think athletics really helped me in that aspect. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add here? Any quote motivations to all of our athletes out there in the world? Um, yeah. Tell yourself you are good enough. Even if maybe you don't believe it, tell yourself it anyway, because mind over matter. You got it. All right. Emily, thank you for joining. It was great talking to you. Well, thank you so much for having me.